Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good man, a lot of time. Which direction we are going? Direct the El Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea, it is time once again for the tipping point. Tonight's guest is Q.T. Marshall, and interviewing him will be me, Stephen Platinum, and joining me as always is the venerable Larry Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Doing fairly well, doing fairly well. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Exciting stuff going on in professional wrestling, especially locally. Um, so you you checked out a PCW show, Larry, and it yeah, sounded but... like a good <laughs> night to be there from a chaos standpoint but now your report is up on gwh um but tell us briefly as you can what the hell happened (laughs) well what happened is at the end of the show with everything seemed to be just sweetness and light with the uh good guys winning the main event and they're going to celebrate the lucy longtime pcw fan uh, they're going to celebrate her birthday, and they had the cake out and the candles and the whole bit. And out comes Jonathan Malik with the uh, beautiful bald besties who made their de- debut earlier in the evening. And Malik announces that the building is – he has gotten gone to the county and gotten the building shut down due to code violations. And said so the last words you're going to hear is, get out, the lights go out, literally – the building is thrown into pitch blackness. There's no sound system. And people are just sitting there in the dark, in the silence, and are told to just file out of the building. And that's, <laughs> that's the way the show ended. I saw Johnny Danger and Matt Hankins wandering around in the dark, in the confusion, trying to figure out what the hell to do, what the hell is going on. And um, that was it. I, I understand that wow. will be making has an announcement forthcoming about the future of the company, but um, and I do understand as I put in the report that whatever story involving uh, you know was cooked up by Jonathan Malik, the reality is 
the building is will no longer be available for wrestling. That Correct. Is, that is that is factual. That is so about as what, much as I can say. Besides, there is a plan in place. But yes, in fact, there will not be wrestling in that building any longer. So what a shame! It was you know that building, that space was set up so nicely for wrestling. It had such a nice, intimate feeling. It was a you know, loud and a, a really good place for wrestling. So I know that the fans in Porterdale, whatever whatever happens from here, and hopefully, you know, as you say, a plan's in place and there'll be future shows, but that's going to be a tough, uh, tough to have a space as nice as that one for wrestling. Yes, indeed. Exciting and chaotic, for sure. So, I, Larry, you know, we it's December which means ballots are going to go out soon for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. And, and we keep teasing that we're going to talk about it, and we never really do. Um, I, I thought, you know, a quick rundown of what the categories are in general, I think, is in order before QT comes on. Just so people can well, start actually, wrapping their mind around who they want to – oh, yes, please. No, I'm just going to just going to say, actually, after you bailed on the show last week, we actually did mm-hmm. – discussed some of the, the awards and got uh, Todd and Todd Sexton's and Sal Bernaro's thoughts on some of the categories. So, um, okay. but that said, uh, categories, and, and it, by the way, the uh, we are accepting nominations on the website. Brian Slack has a post up about the instructions for sending in your nominations. You can go to G, you can go to gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com and just scroll down to his post about the nominating process. I believe the cutoff for nominations is around the 15th of this of December. So you okay. still got a little time to get your nominations in. The categories are overall wrestler, uh best technician, um, and I'll just say, overall wrestler last year was won by Chip Day. Best technician last year was won by Kyle Matthews for the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh time out of the last eight years. Woo! Uh, best male performer, that was Sal Renaro, two years running. Best female performer last year, that was Kiara Hogan, and done very well this year. The Legends Award has only been awarded three times because of the 50% rules of whoever gets any nominee has to get 50% to to win the award so that has not been awarded since 2014 when Bill Barron's won best tag team for stable uh two time winners beautiful ball besties two consecutive years I should say most improved wrestler that was won by Torque last year best manager of valet that was a tie between Jeff G Bailey and Bill Barons, of course, Bailey has all won that award seven out of the last year. Eight I years. have to say, I think Bill Barons is the better valet. So, <laughs> <laughs> best promoter award that was Shane Knowles last year. Best booker, uh, Rick Michaels has won that award two years running. Best promotion, Peach State, two years running. Best live event was Scenic City uh, Invitational, and uh, Brian Slack has invoked. The Scenic City Rule, allowing events that uh, run in counties that touch the state of Georgia to be included. So we now have an official ruling on uh, events that do not take place in the state but can still be nominated. Best Announcer Award, that was Jonathan yes. Feltner, three years running, and Best Referee, Tristan Michaels. And we did add a Rookie of the Year category this year. 
And in terms of criteria, well, what makes somebody a rookie? We've decided that um, first full year of competition uh, in 2017, because that's a that's a tough one to, to to define when somebody actually started. So that's as best as we can as best as we can figure it. Larry, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <clears throat> Give me just one that you think is a lock. Now, some people would say that this isn't fair, that we're influencing people, blah, 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 but a lock is a lock is a lock. Who do you think is a lock for one of those categories? In my opinion, Priscilla Kelly is lock for best female. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. Um, here's mine. How about you? Um, here's mine. If I'm assuming that he's a rookie by the definition of the award. Uh, I, Austin Theory, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Or is he? Yeah, we're, I think I mean, those, we're, we're considering him that he had a partial year in 2016, but this was his full first full year. Right. And, so, I mean, he's got to be a lock for that. He has to be a lock for that. And Priscilla Kelly. And, um, yeah, I think those are two great choices. Um, of course, somewhere Jeff G. Bailey is bellowing that I did not say that he was a lock for manager. Um, I, I, who's won more awards in their category than anybody? Is that Jeff? Uh, Jeff would hold the record, yeah, for most awards, yeah, because he, he his winning streak goes back before it was even uh, GWH, when it was run by the other website before uh, GWH took it over. So, yeah, he's got the... <laughs> The most sure. What's a category that interests you as far as you think it might be an interesting kind of competition? Well, you know, we we talked about this two weeks ago. Most improved, of course, because there's so many possibilities. Yeah, in, absolutely. In, in that category, um, and I think um, best event is is an interesting one too. That's a tough one always, but. Um, I- I think that's a tough definitely one. That's a good one. I, I think one that's interesting is promoter of the year because you could have Shane Knowles. You could certainly have Rick Michaels. Like I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that Rick Michaels goes from two time booker of the year to possibly promoter of the year. Hell, he might win promoter and booker, though Booker is one that I think is a lock as well, though I'll keep that to myself. So Larry, well, what Yes. Go ahead. Yes, sir. No, no, no. I was just going to say the uh, you know another dark horse for promoter. You could argue with the with the three events this year, Scenic City could be promoter of the year if you want to. You just count the the the, the Rumble, the trios, right. the Scenic City Invitational itself. You know, maybe. Maybe. I find it interesting that of the the places that were once sort of players that sort of got into the awards and now you really don't think of them like groups like wrestle america like i don't i don't really think of them as up for any of those things you know no um, no and and they do have what one in my mind is one of the sh- the show of the year well among the best shows of the year that first show with uh cody rhodes and jimmy havoc and um die jack and adler but you know i mean they'll you know they only ran two shows. By the way, well, I take it back though. They are running this Saturday, and they are going to crown a new Wrestle America champion, for what it's worth. Oh, because uh, you know D- Dennis Gale did did buy the uh, company and is 
running that and is really actually there no uh, AWN is not really doing anything at Fort Valley and hasn't for several months and they've just gone back to running uh, Barnesville under the um, WrestleMerica name so they'll be in action this Friday or this Saturday excuse so, me so Paul Lee has nothing to do with any of it correct not to my knowledge, and I certainly don't see any of his talent or anything on, on, on the shows, any people associated with him. Um, Larry, you're one who has never seen Paulie's talent. Well, you know, I am seeing – yeah, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, we, we, maybe we can talk about this later, but I have yeah. caught bits and pieces of uh, Burke Prentice's USA <gasps> Championship Wrestling. And – um, the uh, Young Lions are featured performers. Oh, okay. On, uh, on that show, yeah, yeah, they're on there. For those that don't know, so the, the the Young Lions are comprised of one of them is Paul Lee's kid, correct? Correct. Yeah, mm. Lex Lee and Kevin Kevin Kaufman, and they're they're one of his uh, star star teams there. But uh, that is interesting. Oh, it's it, it, it's really an amazing. Uh, thing i mean it's such a throwback he's still doing the um running tv on saturday morning and then running the live shows off the tv um so nice. they still do that they still do the tonight 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 uh thing that he's done for years this, this is the 20th year of their toy drive their annual christmas toy drive uh at the at their december shows um, you know, it's the same same formula with the the announcers at the desk. They do the stand up interviews with the, with the wrestlers interrupting and starting chaos like they would do in Memphis. Um, he's even got his money mark. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming I could be wrong, but I'm assuming his money mark promoter. This this time, it's his guy's name is Tom Simon. He's got his different flavor of the month, Pretty Boys. I mean, it's just amazing to me uh, that uh, when he was on when he was on uh, Jim Cornette's show, he was talking about this because you know this is all run out of the Omen Arena in Jackson, and that's that's his base of operations now. And he made a pretty nice deal with the um, arena there because I, I guess it wasn't being used that much, so they much they mm-hmm. were glad to have him. And they said, yeah, well, he said, yeah, they built me a studio. Well. Studio A at the Omen Arena is some pipe and drape over in one corner of the building, and that's his, that's their studio. But yes. um, nevertheless, the the cockroach of professional wrestling lives on. That is something else. The promotion trapped in amber for all time preserved. <laughs> well, Larry, is our guest ready to go? Well, you know. We've got one of those gambling situations here where we have a caller on the line, but I don't know that it's him. Just have the gong or the trap door ready. Let me, uh, let's see if that is him. I'm going to message to see before we just bring this random person on in case it's not. <laughs> That's true. It could just be somebody listening. Yeah, yeah, because because he, he hadn't he hadn't rung the little thingy there to let us know he wants to come on. So, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it could be like Nemesis with a track phone, and like that's no good. So, yeah, or, or that that weirdo guy who kept who called in and was you know running insulting people on the phone and all that. We don't want that guy here. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Good thing we didn't bring that person on. Yes. Because at this point, we have the real Ring of Honor star, One Fall Power Factory operator and promoter, QT Marshall, is joining us on the Tipping Point. Welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, QT. What's going on? I just just pulled up to the facility. It's pouring out. Oh, is it pouring over there? Oh, my my God. Yeah, and of course... You know, Atlanta traffic, as much as I love living here, uh, it just gets a lot worse when it starts to rain. So, not bad, though. We made it alive. That's all that matters. QT, I, um, this is Steve. I, I, I have a question for you right off the bat, and then I know Larry's got a bunch of questions he wants to ask. Here's my question. What's, what's a moment in your wrestling career as a promoter, as a performer, whatever you want to pick, where you felt like a light bulb went on? I'm, I've been kind of big into these moments where people, like, have discovered things or suddenly figured things out for themselves maybe something they were told before that didn't register, but then all of a sudden something happens where really the light bulb goes on. Now that you're in a position where you're training guys and all of that, what's a moment in your career where you can remember the light bulb really turned on for you? Um, well, it, it depends on what we're talking about, whether it is promoting, uh, running, you know, running a show, running a school. Uh, I've had a couple of those moments, you know, when it, when it was in-ring training, like for myself, I think I really started to, to – to, the light bulb went off back in when I was with Bubba and Devon and, uh, you know, doing matches in front of Bubba every night at the school, uh, and he would just sit there with a pen and, you know, write down notes, kind of like I do with my guys now, except I don't use a pen. I just type notes in my phone. But, uh, you know, and, and, it, and it really just sunk in of, okay, we're not wrestling for ourselves and we're not wrestling for the moves. You know, we're just trying to create emotions through – through the moves, you know what I mean? And through the, the spots that we do. And, you know, I've never been known as the guy to go out there and do, you know, crazy moves and all this other stuff. But I guarantee you, for the most part, unless it's a a show like a, a Ring of Honor show where you really kind of kind of put it all out there, um, I, think I, I think I understand the human psychology of working a crowd, you know what I mean? So that, that was back then for that. For promoting, man, it's – it's still a it's still a learning basis. Um, I think this Sunday we're we're gonna have our first show, which the reason we're doing this show is just to get content so I can really, you know, go around and, and show other people to to hopefully get ourselves either on a streaming service or a, a TV deal or something along those lines. So you'll see. I mean, it's it's a landmark arena. We'll dress it up a little bit, um, and then we're gonna start running shows in about February, I believe. And you'll see even our shows are just going to look a lot different than our the normal indie show. You know, we're very we're modeling it very off of, um, like, NXT. So if you've ever been to an NXT house show where you have, you know, the ring, the, the mats, the guardrails covered up, a nice entranceway and stuff like that, uh, because that's what we're trying to aim for. You know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not trying to become the next WWE. We're trying to develop stars for WWE, for Ring of Honor, for those companies. Because that's, you know, no one's competing with Vince McMahon. I don't know if anyone's realized it or not. He kind of monopolized. So that's that's kind of my mindset in that. So it's still a learning process, you know. Um, QT, if you're going to start running in February, do you, is it your intent that the um, uh, Landmark Arena will be the regular building for it? Will you move it around? What 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 are your thoughts at this point? Depends. Uh, 
to be honest, you know, Landmark Arena we chose because, uh, honestly, it's a perfect studio setting. Uh, they run wrestling there. We've obviously we uh, it's home of you know a lot of Georgia wrestling and AJ Styles and all that stuff. So it has that history there, and I like. You know, if we're producing an episode of television, I like, you know, one Paul wrestler live from the Landmark Arena. It has, like, that live from Madison Square Garden. You know what I mean? It has that feel to it. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, they run on Fridays and Saturdays almost every week. So if it's oversaturated, I, but I put myself in a position where with students obviously getting their support from friends and family, buying tickets, uh, hopefully booking a couple of different people that aren't on those shows like Punishment Martinez and Brandy Rose and Curry Man. Hopefully we can get a little bit of a draw, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, doing it along with a super camp as well, obviously um, that's going to help us financially where we're not really going to go in the hole by just running one show. So um, it could be, you know, if we can, especially if we can land this, the deal that I have on the table, uh, it's just about presenting them with the right opportunity and, you know, and coming to an agreement. I definitely love the, the building for something like TV. Um, about regular house show, you know, live events and stuff. We're kind of trying to find buildings for basically every weekend so we can have a show almost every Saturday uh, in just different parts on the outskirts of the Atlanta area, you know, to give our guys a lot of work so this way, you know, they can uh, practice what we teach them during the, the training classes. So, So how are you, you know, conceptualizing what the roster would be students and then would you be bringing in stars on a regular basis for the for the TVs uh most likely uh it's basically like i said i followed WWE i followed NXT a long time especially when i was down in florida and FCW and i i noticed how they built up their areas by always bringing in a name whether the name can appear on the TV episode or not you know what i mean like they've always brought somebody in and luckily with glacier and myself partnering up i mean we have a lot of connections to a lot of people and and we have money so <laughs> we're not a lot of it but you know we're willing to invest it in the right places with the right guys and stuff like that so um you know we've put a deposit down to have uh in march one of the guys coming in a former WWE degeneration x member I'm not allowed to say his name until I give the other part of the deposit, but, you know, so he'll be in and uh, I think he'll draw a pretty decent crowd. Plus, you know, the deal with autographs and stuff, there's, you know, there's business to be, there's business to be made if he can draw. And yeah, I don't want to use outside talent. I don't want to use people that aren't invested in themselves in the facility. I mean, uh, obviously the one thing I posted out there on Facebook about if I, if you were to run a, a show or a company, what would your roster look like? And a bunch of people sent a bunch of names and I kind of made the comment of, okay, so if this is who you'd make a roster off of, how come none of these guys are trying to learn from Jay Lethal? Because we were running a Jay Lethal camp, and I'm not doing that to make money. Jay's a friend of mine. I mean, he was paid by having a couple people there, right? So it wasn't about making money. It was about making the, the, the business better, the guys better. And, I, uh, you know, if there are guys that don't care about being better, that's fine. They can work other shows. You know, I'm I'm not out there to – the messages I receive all the time about working for us, and I just put it out there, listen, invest in one of our camps. Show me that you really care about being better. If you truly care about being better, then, you know, I'm not saying train with us every night. You don't have to train with us. Just train. There's guys out there that don't even train. It's like, you know, in the NFL, you don't, you know, Danny Cage says this all the time, but you don't have, from the Monster Factory, you don't have 18 bookings, right, or 17 bookings, and that's all you do. And unfortunately, in independent wrestling, that's kind of the mindset is like, oh, well, I have 
you know, a Saturday night show every every week for the whole year. So I have 52 things that those are the only days I have to worry about pro wrestling. There's a lot more that goes into it, you know. So that's what I tell my guys and girls. Um, it, they seem to understand it, you know. I don't force them to do our camps. Listen, money's money. I completely understand. But, you know, I try to bring in the best talent possible to coach them. Um, and also guys that have, you know, uh, a reputation for being good coaches. And, hell, like, you know, I brought in Delirious. You know, a little-known fact about Delirious, I think everybody knows by now, he's kind of the guy for Ring of Honor. So that's how I got my job with Ring of Honor, you know. I went to a tryout when I was ready. I didn't just go on the, oh, I have $300, let me just go pay for a tryout. I waited till I was ready, then I went, and I got a job. It's a pretty basic formula. To me, it seems like a pretty basic formula. So, But you can't just go when you're not ready because then you're just wasting money, and then all of a sudden – you're going to tell everyone in their, and their, you know, that it's, it's a work that they're just working you for your money. Uh, I believe me, I've made my $300 back, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't realize that. So, so you've got the super camp uh, Friday and Saturday ahead of the uh, live event. Tell us a little bit about who, who do you have coming in to, to coach for this camp? Uh, so this camp, uh, we have Christopher Daniels. So he'll be in, uh, you know, with his contract with Ring of Honor Wrestling, he obviously can't do the show. So, uh, but he he got me in touch with a good friend of his, Curry Man. So he'll be there. Um, Punishment Damian Martinez from Ring of Honor, who just signed an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor. So this will actually be his last independent date uh, in the United mm-hmm. States, I should say. So, uh, yeah. So he's a really good friend of mine. We train together at the Monster Factory. So he'll come down and coach. He's one of the coaches up there. Uh, and then of course Glacier. And then we just got word today that we'll have a former impact uh knockout and wcw female for the female trainees that are coming in because we don't want to just you know just have all men you know all male coaches you know we like to have a little bit of diversity and and we want that's another thing too like we try to let all the females understand that obviously this is a kind of a male dominated business but you know we want them to feel comfortable i mean hell i bring my wife with me to work every night so this way in case in case I do show up and there's just one trainee and she happens to be a female, at least she's comfortable. You know, there's no ulterior motives or anything like that. So, so those will be the, the three coaches plus myself, right? Daniels, Glacier, Ray Lloyd, and Punishment Martinez and myself. Uh, we also have Chip Smith, who is the head of Chip Smith Performance. Uh, he's trained over 1,700 NFL players. We're in his facility. We partnered up with him. He's a mentor to Ray Lloyd. And uh, so he'll be there going over the – you know, the advantages of being in our facility with all the conditioning training and, and uh, you know, what he brings to the table. So, and then we'll have promos and work like that. So, I mean, it's it's not just in the ring, hey, tackle drop-down spots, you know. We really try to show you a little bit of everything. And for us, it's an advertising of our school, our facility, and for our, our students that we already have, it's a way to get them in front of the right people, and I don't have to worry about them all getting in the car, driving 16 hours to get in front of the same person. I'll just bring them in here. And if I don't make money, I don't make money. It is what it is, you know? So, um, Brandy Rhodes, she's just coming in to work the show. She's not any has is not associated with the camp. Is that correct? Right. She won't be associated with the camp. Uh, she's actually on her way here right now. <laughs> her and Cody will be here in about 10 minutes. Um, they're going to come in and just, you know, uh, probably work out just so we could, uh, you know, go over a couple things because she won't be part of the camp. Cody had actually agreed 
to do the meet and greet, um, but then he didn't realize he was booked for Japan, so that's why I kind of haven't advertised him after I did the first day, which kind of stunk because I know, obviously, he would probably just help us sell out the whole entire building. But, you know, yeah. we Ray was Ray was really close with Dusty. Uh, and believe it or not, I, I've worked with Cody before when I was an extra with WWE a couple times, and he remembered that. Uh, he's very good about that kind of stuff. So he's always willing to help. Uh, they just did a segment on TV for Ring of Honor. I, I was down in Lakeland with them. I did commentary for the Future of Honor stuff, and he used a couple of my guys. Um, so, you know, it's all about working together, you know, and, and I feel that there's no hidden agendas, right? You know, we just put it all out there. Hey, this is what we're looking to do. Brandy, I would like you to be out there because, one, they've never seen you at the Landmark Arena. Two, I mean, you're Brandy Rhodes, right? You're going to be uh, on that reality show, Wags Atlanta. You know, there's a lot that, that comes to the table. Plus, it can't hurt to, you know, have that star power on the show as well. Cool. A couple more questions, if you don't mind. Of, of your current students, who are ones that uh, fans who go to indie shows around Georgia would be familiar with? Right. So when I first started, I only have two uh, students from scratch, right? And the reason for that is I ask for a hefty down payment. And the reason I do that is because that's what the Monster Factory did for me, and you get rid of all the guys that don't take it seriously, right? So after that, it's 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 if you've already trained, like I'm not going to sit there and tell someone that's trained for five years, oh, it's going to be X amount of dollars. So I just run it. It's just a monthly membership. Listen, this is what it is. So we do have a lot of independent guys. Uh, one of them, Elijah Evans the fourth. He trained, you know, back with Curtis Hughes a long time ago, and then he does mm-hmm. a lot of PWX stuff. Doesn't really do too much stuff in Georgia. He's going to start to now. Um, and then, you know, Duckworth, uh, Andrew Duckworth, who when I oh, yeah. got a hold of him, he was still real rough around the edges and everything. And uh, But he's put the time in. He's put the work in. You know, with my wife being here as the nutritionist for the facility, you know, he's he's really stepped up. And he looks the part, and he just did a Future of Honor taping in, in Bristol, Pennsylvania, and he's one of the guys that appeared with Cody on, on the uh, Ring of Honor television. It'll air shortly. So he's another one. Um, and then I have some guys that come every now and then, you know, like they train other places so they don't want, uh, you know, to leave the school that they're already at. But they understand the value of what I teach because I don't teach crazy spots. I don't teach – I just teach logic human psychology, how to work a crowd. Um, because if you can do that, then once you're good at that, you can do whatever you want. Once you realize the, the, the art of making the people do whatever you want them to do by, and not telling them, right? I'm not going to say, oh, you shut up, and then all of a sudden they're going to boo me because that's, you know, that's what you do to a child. Um, but if I hit a move and then it's a nice move, most of them are going to cheer. But if I'm a heel, all I have to do is look at you a certain way, and you're going to forget about that nice move that I did. A lot of guys don't do that. They don't sell. They don't register. So I've been known as the old-school guy. Um, I can definitely go new style. I don't like to because, you know, you don't have to, especially in Georgia. I mean, in the Northeast, you kind of got to do that. Down here, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty simple. You know, uh, Georgia Premier, I, I work with them because when I first started, no one no one wanted to do business. And, and uh, uh, you know, owners of Georgia Premier were like, sure, well, you know, here, come in. And, and I came in for a lot cheaper than I normally do. And the places that I didn't work for, that didn't want to use me, that have contacted me to work, um, if I have worked for them, it, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> you know, I try to do good business with everybody. 
and it's up to them. Then the ball's in their court, you know. Uh, I distinctly remember somebody telling me, I won't mention names, but, you know, I say, I kind of want to work with everybody. I don't want to compete. And they told me, oh, well, I don't really know anything about you guys being competition. And I kind of took it like, okay, whatever, it is what it is. But then six months later when you want to book me, you know, my price goes through the roof. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather sit home. I don't want to – I'd rather not work for you because you didn't want me to work for you when I needed work, you know. And, and the only reason I needed work is because I'm trying to meet as many guys as I can so I could fill up the school, you know what I mean? Uh, that's my way of networking. I go to a show. I, I'll critique a match. I'll say, hey, I think you could have done this. Uh, oh, man, you kind of know what you're talking about. I say, oh, well, you should come by the school. It's free. Come by the first night. And they come in. They do one training session, and they're like, man, I, I need to start training here. So a lot of people have told me, you know, I wouldn't do the whole free training thing on the first night, but I, every student that I have has come in on a free training night, you know, and they get hooked. So I'm doing something right. I don't, you know, I'm not making a crazy amount of money. We're not overpopulated with students, but we're doing okay. Uh, so uh, one last thing. So as you as you travel around, George, you've worked. You know, I've seen your name pop up on different shows and seen you on a number of different shows. What are your thoughts on the Georgia wrestling scene uh, as it is? So it's like everywhere. I mean, you know, you have your your old veterans, and I, I don't say old, like your veterans, right, that have been around a while, and so for me, it's like if your goal isn't to make it big in this business. There are other hobbies to do out there that don't hurt as much. Um, <laughs> you know, and realistically, I mean, I have six screws in my neck. So when I wrestle now, I am very careful about the, the, the punishment that my body's going to take. You know, I'm very careful about who I work with. Um, I always ask right up front, you know, and then when I get there, the first thing I tell them is, hey, we're not going to do these kind of things because of my neck and yada, yada, yada. I mean, I went to NXT in May and told them I wasn't going to do stuff that they wanted me to do. So I have no problem telling a guy on the indies, like, hey, we're not going to do that German suplex, you know. So uh, safety comes first. So I've noticed it's it's the same issue as everywhere. Nobody, the guys that know how to put on an entertaining match don't know how to work. Right, and then the guys that don't know how to put on an entertaining match can do the craziest crap you'll ever see. And if you could put those two together, I mean, you got a perfect guy, you know. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of it is who they're trained by, and stuff. And that's why Ray and I make a complete package. You know, he can do the old school stuff, I do the old school stuff, but at the same time, I'm under. I understand the new style. Uh, and if I don't, I'm going to bring in somebody that does understand that. That has gotten over in that style like a punishment martinez who's six foot five 200 and you know 70 pounds and he's able to you know get over with the ring of honor crowd you know and at the same time get over at a local show because of his character and his presence so um i'm not saying that the the independent uh wrestling around here isn't good because there are i mean i've seen i've been entertained at you know from georgia premiere to awe you know, to Landmark Arena, there's matches that I like, then there's matches that I think, oh, man, this kid shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't even be out there. Um, but at the same time, I understand it's the business. I'll never change it. All I can do is create my own, right? I can create my own and and put it out there as who we are and what we look like and present everything top-notch. And if the wrestling isn't top-notch, you know, most of the fans are going to be a little forgiving, especially around here, unless you go to a – um, any AWE show or one of those like yeah. 
older, older smart mark crowds, which I don't care about them. I have their money. They're wrestling fans. They have, you know, a job, and at the end of the week, they're going to go to a wrestling show no matter what. So I could care less about those people, honestly. And as bad as that sounds, it's, a, it's 100% the truth. If I go to a show and there's a smart mark there, I do not care about that fan because I already have his money. I care about the mom and dad that's in the crowd that do not want to be there. And at the end, they come up to me and they say, hey, you know, I know that this stuff is all phony and whatever, but you did really well out there, right? Because then they're the ones that are going to say to the kid, hey, you know what? Yeah, you could buy his T-shirt. And that's the person that you need to get. The smart marks are going to go to wrestling all the time. I was one of them. Uh, you know, if my mom gave me $20 on the weekend, like, I was going to a wrestling show. I wasn't going to the movies. I wasn't going to bowling. I was going to a wrestling show. So I don't care about that person, you know. They, we're, we have their money already. We need new audiences. And that's the way you're going to get them, you know, because if my mom and dad with a – with two kids, they're going to bring two more kids, you know, their friends instead of going bowling and stuff. And the smart mark's going to go there. And I mean, I hate to even use that term, but that's just the way I can separate them. But he's just going to come there. He's going to try to make himself the the star of the show. And that's it. And then he's the same person that afterwards is going to come up to you, try to get an autograph and try to talk like he's in the business. And those are the same people that I turn around and tell him, listen, you tried to ruin the show when I was out there. I don't want to hear it, you know. So, mm, mm. like, yeah, I'm not really trying to cater to those guys. Um, gentlemen, hey, um, uh, I, go ahead. You got to roll? Well, yeah, Cody and Brandy just pulled up. So uh, we have time for one more. Uh, one, just one uh, quick thing. A, a match that I saw you in that I really enjoyed was uh, when you wrestled Owen Knight at NCW. Your thoughts on on that match and him? Yeah, Owen is somebody that I thought he did really well. Uh, We kept it pretty basic. He did really well. A couple little things that he could have done to really um, accentuate, you know, and and really get the crowd because they were really behind him. And um, I explained to him afterwards. You know, I invited him to the facility. I know he trains with somebody else. I just told him, like, listen, come in. You know, I I can work with you. And uh, so – I believe he's going to show up this weekend at the Super Camp. So, if he does, if he does, you know, I'll see him. If not, I mean, all the luck to him. He's he's a good kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. And it's just a matter of being, you know, put in the right direction. That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, well, thank you very much. Appreciate your giving us the time. I know you got a lot going on these days leading into this this whole weekend deal. So, um, good luck with with everything, and um, hopefully, we'll see you out there. Uh, on Sunday. All right, sounds good. Thank you guys. Oh. <laughs> Steve? Ah, nice job, Larry. Yes. Hey, yes, I'm yes. sorry. I was... I was wondering why you were being so quiet. And then I look mm-hmm. and Steve got disconnected somehow. I'm really I said, boy, he's being awfully quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I see how you do, Larry. It's okay. Uh, great job with the interview. Um, there, you know, I w- it was a question I was going to ask him, but in reality, I think you're a better person to answer this question. So when QT brought up the thing about, you know, my wife comes with me to the training facility just in case there's only, you know, a female trainee. And it's sort of an indication of having to be very conscious of something that wrestling didn't really care about being conscious before. Right. Do you think with all of the stuff going on with 
Weinstein and on and on and on. I mean, every day it's, it's like an oil spill, right? Like it seems to encapsulate more and more, get more and more people. Um, Do you think wrestling has done a good job to sort of get in front of this thing um, over the past few years? Um, Or do you think wrestling is going to change further or do you think wrestling is eventually just going to get caught up in it? Hmm. Well, what I can say is I don't hear about incidents like I used to hear about quite frequently in recent right. years. And maybe I'm just not in the right places to hear about them. But it seems like it was like uh, sexual misconduct in the wrestling industry was you know, obviously so commonplace. It was every day you'd hear something if you wanted to. Um, so I'd like to think that it's, that that's been one of the positive changes with the way the business has changed. Yeah. Like, you know, getting the, um, shyster promoters, uh, are, you know, there, there's still some out there, but not like there used to be. Right. Um, And I think as, as, as women gain more prominence in wrestling, as they're featured more as performers, as they're more vocal about speaking up in general. I mean, you know, through Twitter and other avenues, or even I I read AJ Lee's book um, a few months ago, and I was thinking to myself, this is amazing. I mean, that's, that's an amazing change, right? I mean, where's the Wendy Richter book, right? There isn't (laughs) one. But nowadays, I mean, A.J. Lee, I, I don't, she didn't self-publish. She was a big enough star that even when she wasn't with the WWE anymore, she could get a book deal and she could kind of say her piece about things. Mm-hmm. And now that that's commonplace, I mean, I don't, I just don't, like, put it this way. You know, what, what Randy Orton did a few years ago, I don't think that happens anymore. Or if it does happen, I don't think he gets away scot-free, mm-hmm. you know? I think there's a heavy price to pay for that. Or, you you know, the stuff that happened at the performance center where they would take pictures of the girls and put captions on them. Like there's no way that's going to happen without consequence anymore. I would hope anyway. Well, certainly anything WWE related. Absolutely not. Other places, maybe still there's more of a chance, but nothing there with with as tight of a ship as they're running now. Um, you know, I think there's be the opportunities for that or the chances of that are are, are, are minimal. But I'm I'm glad you brought up women's wrestling because I've been wanting to talk about women's wrestling on the show for a while, and the opportunity just hasn't presented itself. But I've really I've never been a big fan of women's wrestling in general, but I have become a big fan of it lately. And some of the more entertaining matches that I've seen have been by, by women. So um, I mean, that, to me, that's a very positive change in the in, in the way things are, and um, you know that we have stars like Priscilla Kelly and Kara Hogan on the um, local scene is a, certainly a, a, speaks to that. And, uh, you know, e- even at, uh, at Anarchy, they did that um, women's cage match, which where, where um, Crystal Rose and Roxy apparently knocked it out of the park for that kind of a violent uh, ma- brawl like that. Um, so it's, it's when women, to, to me, women's wrestling locally in Georgia, especially is falling out of the realm of novelty. Like to me, even in, remember when every promotion seemed like they were starting a women's division and had a title and it was ridiculous. 
And right? none of them were worth I mean, it was, none of them were worth it. No, right. It was it was all ridiculous. Like Peach Dates was ridiculous. Rampage was ridiculous. Because it felt very tacked on. It was the same four people, right? Vying for all of this stuff. But now, like the presence in the shows are seamless. I mean, you know, we're like you know, AJ Steele and Pandora or, you know, like Brooklyn is in the mix and like all of it flows seamlessly. And, you know, the job that Dan has done at Anarchy booking those women where I, I, you know, at first, but my first instinct was these, these women again, I mean, that's being honest, but then they do great stuff and then they have a blow off. That's, and it's not, it's every bit as good as a man. It's its own thing. And it's treated as its own thing and not anything to be, you know, not a novelty. It's not, you know, a variation on a midgets match, which is what women's wrestling kind of held, right? Like that kind of novelty. It's now it's just, it's a part of your show. It's a legitimate it, it, part of your show. Josh Wheeler, I mean, has at AWE has, you know, featured women's wrestling prominently from the early days and is, you know, again, as he has with the male performers, he's, he's given Georgia fans an opportunity to see uh, female wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers that they would never have had an opportunity to see any, in, in any other way. Um, so, you know, I mean, th- that certainly helped uh, make it more prominent with some of the, with some of the folks he's brought in there to wrestle. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, once I have to say one of my, uh, Guilty pleasures is watching this iconic duo on NXT. Yeah, have you seen these? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. There's something about them that that I really like. Um, I guess part of it is the whole Australian thing. I mean, their accents are so thick. You can't even. I can't understand what they're saying some, sometimes when they get going. That's um, the best kind. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's something. There's, they have a certain uniqueness about them. Um, and they really, they really function as a unit. Um, so um, I really enjoyed them. I don't know that they'll, you know, that they're going to make it to the main roster. I guess I don't think Billy Kay will. I guess Peyton Royce might. She's she's a little, you know, more athletic. But um, I've, right. I found their act very, very entertaining. Yes, um, Larry. I had a question. So the next tipping point will that be? Um, sort of prominently going over the categories and announcing, you know, who the nominees are ultimately going to be. Mm -hmm. The next one would be on the 19th. We should have our nominees and then we'll come back at the first show after the new year with the actual awards. The other thing I'm hoping for the um, next show is somebody who's going to be involved in the big weekend out there in Cornelia with the uh, doubleheader Christmas chaos on both Friday and Saturday night of the um, Christmas weekend. So I'm working on a guest nice. along the lines, but yeah, we will have the nomination should be available to be announced two weeks from tonight. And before we go, can you remind everybody how they can get their nominations? And now keep in mind is, is it the same as the voting where the people who are doing the nominating should be people who are actually involved in the wrestling business? That is correct. That is correct. Um, you can send your nominations if you are in, get involved in the wrestling business to Brian Slack. If you go to gwhdoesandnotes.blogspot.com, he's got a post up outlining the procedure for the nominations and where to send them to. And um, I know you're. I mean, I know that 
you're allowed to make multiple nominations for each category, and then we're going to boil those down into, or he will boil it down. I shouldn't say we. He will boil it down into who's, get, who's gotten the most votes and nominations, and we'll do the categories from there. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, to me, it feels like a good place to wrap up. So on the 19th, we will be back. Larry will get a guest um, dealing with um, all of the Christmas madness shows happening at the Landmark. Uh, and we'll go over those nominations and have a little drum roll action going. And we'll see who is going to win all of those categories. Larry, where are you going to be this weekend? Cornelia one way or the other most likely you know it's kind of winding down there aren't that many shows left on the schedule you got uh, WrestleMerica's running this weekend Georgia Premier's running this weekend um, the the Anarchy shows and uh, this weekend and then of course Christmas Eve weekend and show of the year by AWE on the on a Wednesday night after Christmas and then Loganville for Southern Fried on the 30th so we're winding it down here. But I'll probably be at one of those two, uh, if not both of those Cornelia shows this weekend. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to that report. And we'll see you on the 19th when we go over all of the nominees for the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. And Larry will wrestle up a guest as well. And anyway, have a good night. And we'll see you once again on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.